Hello, I know it's been a minute, but I'm back. This is Kelly with the Life in the Desert podcast. This week, I'm featuring an interview with Liz Williams. She is a real estate agent that is truly on fire in Yuma, Arizona. Listen to the episode to find out more about the crazy real estate market, and she'll answer some great common questions. I am thrilled to introduce Liz Williams. She is a real estate agent in Yuma, Arizona, and she is going to share with us the ins and outs of real estate and all this crazy stuff that's happening in the market that we keep hearing about. So (laughs) welcome, Liz. How are you? Good. Thank you, Kelly. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. Well, I am so honored to have you on the show and for people to just have some of their questions answered about real estate. I feel that, you know, you have the group of people that are pretty knowledgeable about real estate. And then you have some that, you know, they get a little nervous, you know, they're kind of unsure of some things. And so I really think that our conversation will maybe, you know, just reassure some people, maybe like the next step that they want to take when it comes to whether they're buying or selling or whatever they're going to do. I love that. So why don't you um, give us a little bit of information about how you got started in real estate? Oh my gosh. Well, it seems like another lifetime ago when I didn't have this job. I actually started working when I was 14. Um, I've been working ever since. My first job was um, at Cousin Subs. My parents had a family friend that owned a shop there in Tucson. And um you know, throughout high school and then after college, I always had various marketing positions. And then I had a chance to become um, a stay-at-home mom with my daughter, Harper. And after that, I really wanted to explore something new. So I actually jumped into insurance at ATP and Krazy for about six years. And I was on the selling side. So this was my first time um, really selling something. And although insurance isn't tangible, it's a little different. Um, I really enjoyed interacting with people. And because the Pancrazy family um, is so well known throughout Yuma, they also have a commercial side. So I grew a great relationship with those folks as well. And I just kind of had that like inkling, like I would love to do real estate, um, but I never really could either find a, a way or a reason to branch out and actually do it. So an opportunity had presented my presented it to myself and I was like, hey, you know what? I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna get my real estate license. I had been in the insurance business for about six years and there just wasn't a reason not to. So I jumped in and I got my license and I started on the commercial sector and I eventually um, transitioned to residential, which is what I love. I love working on the residential side. Um, It's definitely an emotional transaction, but I love helping families, helping friends, helping investors and people either buy or sell homes. So um, it wasn't easy. Um, When I first got into real estate, it was hard. Um, And I really caution people when they are thinking about getting into real estate to really be ready um, to kind of struggle for a little bit. But it's worth it. You really get when you put what you put into it. Um, I was knocking on doors. I was begging other agents for open houses. I would take anything that I could get. And I slowly, all of those avenues eventually opened 
to where I had my first sale. So my first year of business, I sold one house. <laughs> well, congratulations. And, uh, I would have been like dancing on the ceiling, I think. Oh my when gosh. When she did that first sale. Yes, it's the best feeling. And that actually came from an open house I hosted for someone else. Um, and just from that transaction, I made sure, you know, I did everything to the best of my ability. I asked for referrals, recommendations, and it just kind of grew from there. So I was very, very fortunate, but it was a slow beginning. Um, but now it's just, it's turned into a whirlwind and I love it. And I love helping other agents too. That's definitely a passion of mine. They, I get a lot of questions about social media and those types of things. And I'm always, always willing to sit down with agents and show them what I do. I totally b believe in a growth mindset that there's enough opportunity for all of us out there. And I'm, I never want to hide anything or not be open about how I do certain things. Well, that's great. And I love that you are such a team player though, because, um, you know, you hear stories sometimes of like, I mean, it does seem like real estate is very competitive. You know, it is. And so I think that's nice that you're willing to, you know, work with others and help them. And, you know, like I, it seems like, yes, there is room for everybody and everyone just finds their little niche. Yeah, exactly. I truly believe that. I really believe in karma and what you put into the world, you really get back and, you know, helping people, not only within a transaction, but my fellow agents and colleagues. Um, I love that type of thing. That is so great. So um, right now, um, it seems like in Arizona, you know, our real estate market has just been bonkers. <laughs> it is. Um, it's crazy. And, you know, I know for me, like we own our home and I'm like, oh, this is so exciting when you see what other like houses in the neighborhood sell for. But of then course. I'm always like, oh my gosh. But then moving anywhere else, I'm like, oh, that's like really expensive. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Yeah. You kind of sell high buy high right now. That's, that's very accurate. Um, a lot of people, we call them move up buyers where they've been in their home um, for about five to six years and they've either outgrown it or they want to be in a different location. So they use that equity to transfer to their new purchase, which of course is a lot easier when you have cash to play with. Um, but I'm more empathetic to our first time home buyers who are coming into this market where your median home price three or four years ago was about 167000 and right now in today's market, you're a little over 260. So that's a big jump, especially payment wise, um, even with our lower interest rates. So I'm super empathetic when we get in there. I, I really give it all, my all. We're super competitive, but it is hard. Well, I think that's nice though that you are so empathetic because it's so exciting for a first time buyer to make that huge purchase and, you know, so many decisions to be made and, um, oh my gosh, yes. I just think it's so great that you can walk them through the stages and, you know, help them along the way. Thank you. Yes, I love that. I'm, I always tell my clients there are no stupid questions, silly questions, you know, ask me anything because I do this every single day. This is your first time in your whole entire life you've ever done it. So yes, please, if you're purchasing a home right now, ask your agent everything because You've never done it before. You can't fault yourself for that. So what are some things that if someone was like interested in getting out there and buying a home, 
Um, mm-hmm. What are some things that they should be prepared to do before, you know, even maybe even before they find an agent? Definitely sit down with your lender. Um, you need to get that pre-qualification letter. If you need a lender referral, a lot of agents have them or they have trusted agent or lenders that they work for. Um, it's really important because you want to base your home shopping off of that pre-qual. You'd be really surprised to see Um, I have some buyers that are like, oh, wow, I didn't realize I could afford so much of that payment with interest rates being the way that they are. And then others kind of has scaled back what they're looking for because they want to stay within a budget. And that's totally understandable. We also want to make sure you qualify at the end of the day, Um, that credit score and all those things are aligned. So that's definitely number one. Well, that, yes, that is awesome. And then, um, Two, then what are some, like, you know, if you are wanting to sell, like on the other side of things, if you're wanting to sell your home right now or you're thinking about it, um, you know, what are some things that people should maybe, what's worth, I guess, updating in your home before you sell it? I always tell my clients the kitchen is what sells the home. It's generally your main area of the home. It's what our, our buyers are drawn to. If you can spend any money, spend it in the kitchen. I also, even though we are in a competitive market, if you invest about 5,000 into your home, you generally see about a $15,000 return right now. Show ready homes are the ones that are getting the very competitive multiple offers. We still have some things that are sitting on market, market that are stagnant just because they don't present well. So if you do have the cash, definitely invest um, kitchen, Smaller updates, paint goes a long way, especially in the interior, flooring and fixtures as well. Okay. Well, that is really helpful information. And then, and then, um, so yeah, great tips for, you know, people that, that are just getting into the market, people interested, what is worth updating. And then, um, Are there any, oh, here's another question I've always been really curious about. Do you, Uh and it kind of goes along with what you were just saying, but do you feel like the staging and all of that, or do you recommend people that are going to list their homes to move out before they put it on the market or like to really declutter? Like what are some of your tips there? Staging. Absolutely. I actually had a stager that I used um, religiously, but she just moved away. Um, but right now I call it strategic staging. If you Mm. can show a home with the furniture and where you place it, it does sell much better than that, which is vacant or without furniture. You definitely want to depersonalize and declutter. And that's something that I would walk through with a home and either help you prepare or we'll do it together and kind of prep the home. So it's ready for pictures and for showings, but yes, that's so important. And then with staging, when that is available for someone, is that, how does, is that priced? I actually pay for that out of my pocket. I consider it a marketing expense. So the seller would not pay for that, at least on my end. With another agent, it could be different, but that's something I would absorb. Oh my gosh. That's incredible. (laughs) That that is really incredible. Um, Thank you. And then is that, and how does it work with like, I, cause I feel like, you know, if I'm on, um, you know, one of the real estate websites, right. And you're looking mm-hmm. in some homes, obviously the photography is so, you know, there's such a range. 
Yeah, I'm, I'm all for professional photography. I will not take a listing and put it on MLS without professional photography. It just shows so much better. I, I just, yeah, it's worth it. If you can um, make sure when you're listing your home, invest in professional photography, you will set yourself apart from the other ones that are just kind of sending there on MLS. It, it goes a long way. Okay. That is awesome. I, I know for me, it's like, oh, well, that house looks really nice. You know, I mean, <laughs> yeah, it makes a huge difference. And then for curb appeal, um, you know, if someone was, you know, wanting to fix up, you know, the exterior a little bit, do you feel uh-huh. like the, the curb appeal goes a long way as well? Oh, yeah. That's your first impression. If you can paint your front door, maybe put some fresh flowers and clean up your front door mat it goes a long, long way. That's the first thing buyers see when they walk up to the house. And they say, once someone steps into your home, they know within the first 30 seconds, if this is something they even want to consider. So that definitely is something that I would focus my time and energy on. Wow. That is quick for people to make it. But it really makes sense because I guess if you like go anywhere, like, I mean, you just have a, I guess a vibe, like exactly. (laughs) <laughs> I love hearing reactions for my buyers because I always tell them, be honest with me. If you walk in somewhere, don't feel obligated. We don't have to walk through the house. We can walk right out. But they'll tell me like, oh, I love the energy in this home or this just feels homey. And that makes me feel good too. Oh, that is awesome. Um, what are um, maybe some other questions that maybe like common questions that some of your clients have had that might be helpful for you to share with our listeners? Sure. Um, I actually helped my best friend this week um, buy her home she was currently renting. And she was just so certain that she could not afford it. And I sat down with her and I explained to her, you know, FHA requires you at a minimum to put three and a half percent down and then your closing costs, which you can factor in. So she was actually able to buy the home she was renting from her landlord. Um, and so I was so excited for her. And that's one of my things I tell my buyers when you are going in, especially first time without any equity, um, the minimum you need to put down is three and a half percent. It's good to also have, of course, some reserves for closing costs, um, inspections, that type of thing. And the lender will, will guide you. But getting in that first home is not as daunting as it truly is. And a lot of, I want to really express that a lot of our buyers um, going in the first time, they do get family help. You can get, um, you know, family can gift you down payment and that type of thing. But if you can save for that and be ready just to get an idea of that three and a half percent, you're already in a great start. Um, I'd say another thing I get too is On the other end, with sellers who think, you know, I'm not going to hire an agent, I'm going to sell this myself to save some commission dollars, you would be so surprised the amount of FISBOs or for sale by owners that we see that are just so unsuccessful on market. They say about 90% of them fall out just because they either break down with negotiations, the contract process, or repairs. They don't have that third party to really negotiate for them. So that's, that's definitely two of the bis- biggest misconceptions that I see. Yes. I feel like you, especially with how the market has um, definitely picked up, you know, I, 
how you see a lot of those signs, but I agree. I yeah. feel like those homes are definitely on the market longer. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know for me personally, I would be like, I have no idea what I'm doing. I would definitely want an agent, you know, so like everything's yeah. done right. Just that, you know, feeling of like security and everyone is, I don't know, things are just done right. Yes, um, exactly. I, I have one actually in Tarabella right now. And I'm only representing the buyer. It's an unrepresented seller, but um, he's really had his eyes opened over the whole process and all that we do, because there's so much behind the scenes. Um, We have to make sure repairs are negotiated, solar is transferred if there's solar. We have to make sure appraisals ordered. We stay within our timeframes. We're getting constant lender updates, uh, making sure that we go back in and we make sure repairs are completed when we do finally negotiate them. It's just a whole process. And you don't see those sides of it on social media, but there's a lot that goes into it. Well, you touched on another really interesting point. Since we do live in the sunniest place in the world, um, you <laughs> yes. mentioned solar. Is that something a lot of people are wanting or they're, they don't really care either way? I, you know what? I see a lot of my California buyers, they are wanting it or they're expecting it. Um, so that's been very interesting. I would say almost 90% of my buyers right now are from California. They are coming over and they expect solar. It's a little different when it's not fully paid off. So then we have to make sure that the buyer also qualifies for the financing and to make sure that transfers. When it's fully paid off, of course, it's an incredible value. But it's, yeah, it's very interesting. People, I think we're going to see a lot of solar come into play. You'll also see I think some mandates from the government um, that will require solar and some new construction will kind of take what California is doing and then trickle it down. So yes, that'll be something to watch. Yeah, I just learned a little bit more about solar recently and I had no idea about the transferring. Like with, let's say I had solar and I sold my house and the solar wasn't paid off, how that's transferred to the new owner. And I was like, what? I was (laughs) blown away by that. I thought that would come out of, you know, any profits I had for my house, you know? So I, that was surprising to me. Yeah. I mean, you could pay it off with equity, but a lot of the times we just transfer it, especially given, you know, if you've only have a couple of years into it. Yes. No, that definitely makes sense. Um, and it's another interesting point you, you touched on as well <laughs> about the percentage of your buyers that are from California. Yes. People don't love that I say that, but I love, I, you know, I'm honest. We have a lot of Californians coming over here. And that excites me because that means growth for our community. Um, It means that we'll eventually see the commercial market pick up. We'll see businesses come over here, jobs, job opportunities, and so much more. So people, you know, coming from other states and moving here, I always get super excited about. And then are they, people from California, just amazed with what they can buy here? Yes, all the time. They generally have a good idea on our pricing, but when we get in and under contract, they're always so excited and elated because, you know, something for half a million in California translates to, you know, 700, 800,000 here and they have that equity to play with. So it's always very exciting. So do you feel like some locals then are beat out, you know, like when they're competing against these California buyers? 
Oh, yeah, I do, unfortunately, especially when they're coming in with cash. Um, yeah, cash is king. At the end of the day, if you have a cash offer and you're going against three or four others, cash generally always beats it out. So are there any, like, so let's say, you know, I'm local, right? And I'm going uh-huh. up against someone from California and they've got all this cash and I might, you know, have some cash, but just, it doesn't compete. Is there anything that you would recommend to that local potential buyer? Like, is there any like thing that you might try and do? I mean, I don't know what it would be if it's like, you know, you write a personal letter or you do something to kind of maybe make that seller at least think twice about the other offers that are on the table? Oh, heck yeah. We go hard. I will ask the listing agent if there's anything that we can do to include in our offer that would be more conducive to an acceptance. We ask their preferred close of escrow escrow date, um, any terms that we can use to be more competitive. We will use just about anything, including the love letter um, (laughs) to make sure our, our, our offer wins. And trust me, it does. These sellers have a heart. They want to know um, that their homes are going to another family that's just as excited about it. So yes, there are ways to win out and we do. Oh, well, that is very exciting. That is good. Thank you. There's, there's a chance. (laughs) Oh yeah. I'm here to fight for you. I promise. That is awesome. And I really do commend you because you have such a great, um, social media you do um I mean you're really consistent you share a lot of like good tips and I think that you don't always see that from real estate agents so I think it's fabulous that more and more agents are getting into social media and sharing kind of the ins and outs yes I love that I get excited when I see my fellow agents out there doing more on social (laughs) I really do but I've always enjoyed that component of it I love um just the content creation and um, getting out there and trying new things. I feel a little old sometimes thinking of trying to make a TikTok or something like that, (laughs) but that's my goal is to kind of push myself and get familiar with other mediums. Yes. No, I hear you. I feel like we're never too old to learn, right? (laughs) Yes, (laughs) ma'am. Okay. Well, you have done such an excellent job covering, um, the real estate topics. And now if you're up for it, I have some fun, just random questions for you to answer. I'm ready, Kelly. Bring it on. Okay. What's your favorite scary movie? Oh, I hate scary movies. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Then you can just answer whatever your favorite movie is. Uh, my favorite movie. Oh, that's so hard. I'm such a a busy person. I can never sit down and watch something. (laughs) Uh, I'd have to say The Notebook. I love that movie. I love the story of it. Oh, that is a good one. All right. What is a goal you have for the year ahead? A goal I have, um, I actually want to be more creative on the social media component. I want to do more video. I think you're seeing a lot of our advertising and marketing switch to video. So I want to be more consistent and um, roll my YouTube channel out and get that going. Oh, good for you. I hope you have fun with that. Thank you. What is your favorite weekend getaway? Oh, I love Sedona. Um, I love getting up there and just 
the views and immediately when you go in and you see those red mountains, I love it. Um, just our little favorite place to be. Yes, it really is stunning. <laughs> yes. Okay, where is a place on your bucket list? Oh my goodness. I have never been to um, Paris. I want to go see um, all the sites and all the touristy things. So I think that's definitely something we'll do here in the next couple of years. Oh, good. Have if, you watched? If, oh, sorry. Have you watched that show, Emily in Paris? Yes, I have. <laughs> I loved it. I binged it all. Yeah, it's a cute one. So cute. All right. What's something that surprises you about yourself? Um, for as outgoing as I am, I am such a homebody. I love to be home and I love just to be with my family. If I could book a night out versus being home, I'd totally be home. Oh, no, I get it. There's nothing like being at home with the people you want to be with. Yes, especially when you're talking all day and out and about. It's just nice to be home. All right, my last question for you. I'd love to know what is the most rewarding part of your job. Oh, gosh, without a doubt, just seeing the relief and elation on clients' faces when we finally hand them those keys and they walk into their home. That is the best part. Um, it just makes it all the struggle worth it at the end of the day, especially if the transaction's been rough. Oh, that is wonderful. I'm sure, yeah, everybody's happy. <laughs> yes. Well, that is so great. And I loved learning even more about you. I appreciate all of your tips. Um, because even, you know, for someone like me, who's been a homeowner for a long time, it's, it's always good to know like, okay, well, if we do decide to sell our house or if we do, you know, get back in the market, what are some things just to be thinking about, you know? You bet. Yeah. That is so great. And so if you can share with everybody, um, your, uh, social media handle so they can all come follow you. <laughs> oh, you're sweet, Kelly. It's Liz Does Real Estate. And you can find me on Instagram and Facebook. Perfect. And then I will make sure to include a link to the show notes. So then everyone um, can make sure they'll just have the link there to follow you as well. Awesome. Thank you, Kelly. Thank you so much. Thanks so much for listening to the 31st episode of the Life in the Desert podcast. I'm so happy you made the time to listen and learn a little bit more about real estate. Check out the show notes at lifeinthedesert.net forward slash show notes for even more information. And I think you're going to really like what you find. Have a great week and I'll be back soon with another episode from the desert.